Hey, welcome back to Tunes Tunes Podcast. I'm your host, Harold. As always, you can follow us on social media. That's Tunes Tunes Podcast, T-U-N-E-S slash T-O-O-N-S. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts. Hey, we're back in the studio with Jeff Fogel. What's up, Holmes? What is up? Thank you, Harold. Thank yeah, you for yeah. our talk. Thanks for coming through. I'm so excited. Yeah, man. I never get to be the one getting interviewed. So, like, this that's is how like, I feel. <laughs> I was just on someone's uh, podcast talking about the movie Training Day, nice. which is like one of my favorite movies. And it was just like it's so bizarre being on someone else's show. You're like, oh, I forgot. Yeah, I'm not running this. Okay, let right. me let you do your thing. <laughs> I'm so used to just talking to like four people or nobody, and just like, oh wait, right? Somebody's asking me questions. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, so we met through Kellen. We did. Shout out to Kellen. Shout out to Kellen. He's been on a few episodes of my show, too. Uh, but yeah, man, it's been kind of a funny thing. You know, it's kind of a funny thing about uh, making friends now is that, like, we met talking, like, over, like, Twitter and, like, texting and stuff. Shout out to the internet, holding it down. And, like, he never even introduced us. It's like, he came to the first uh, after-school anime. Yep. Or <laughs> one of the first after-school animes I'm doing up here. And it was just like, oh, what's up? <laughs> so, Boom. I just it's just funny, like so modern, such a modern way. Yeah, like especially with, with COVID stuff, it's like, well, honestly, if I see enough about somebody on the internet and they don't make me want to one punch them in the face right. or two like <laughs> like block them on social media, I'll probably get along with oh, them. Shit, okay. So for me it's like, all right, it's cool. I'll show up. Glad to hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you passed the test. All right, man. That's a, that's all I ask for sure. Well, I was super stoked to hear about your show. Um, you do a, a Gundam podcast, and I'll, I know you'll do it justice, talking about, uh, you know, there's definitely going to be some crossover with my show. Tell people what you're doing on your show. Yeah, so the show that I'm currently working on is called Operation Gundam History. That is right. Somehow that name was available, and I snagged it. It's <laughs> the only one. Um, is a <laughs> podcast where we watch and go through the Universal Century of Gundam. Uh, we're trying to go chronologically. Probably not because Mobile Suit Gundam is from 1979, and it's a drag. Right. So I'm going to branch <laughs> off here in a little bit and go in some more modern stuff. But, yeah, we just watch, talk about different scenes, and just kind of like – it's like a film theory class almost, except for stuff that I actually like. Like I was a film major in college, and I'm going to be real. I don't like classic film. I don't like watching it for, like, practice and stuff. Like People are like, oh, you should do this. Is like – I'll go watch something else instead. Like Let's watch cool. some Kurosawa, bro. Yeah, yeah, Three-hour yeah. black and white movie. Like, I'll, the first hour you got me, but then when it's hour two and a half, it's like, all right, buddy, we got to wrap this yeah, up. Yeah, I'm like, dude, I cannot pretend to be pretentious for this long. Exactly. And, and, <laughs> and so, like, it's just cool to, like, watch and analyze an anime that a lot of people watch back in the day thinking, oh, it's just cool giant robots fighting. That's literally, like, maybe 20% of all Gundam. The rest of it is just politics, world building, character development, and a lot of dialogue. And then you get the cool robot fights as your payoff at the end. Right, yeah. There's, like, it's rich with, like, a whole, like, backstory and history that a lot of people aren't even really aware of. So I think it's cool that you're kind of laying that out and being like, hey, here's kind of what's going on here with this and really punching in on certain things. Yeah, yeah. So you guys be sure to check that show out for sure. Come on through. Our bi-weekly show dropping every Saturday right now because we want to be that nice – Bowl of cereal in your, with your morning. Yeah, off I was the say, weekend, so. early, or Saturday morning. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, man, I uh, so I was wanting to do this series, um, really just talking to people about something important to them, uh, music-wise. And I thought, um, after talking to my buddy Dana Bolin, runs a two-week notice podcast, uh, we kind of came up with this idea that to like uh, share that it was like, 
talking to people about shows that they've been to that mean a lot to them. So yeah. I think it's cool to talk to, pe- talk to people about like, hey, well, tell me about that experience. Like what was going on that day? What did you eat for lunch? Like everything about <laughs> that experience. You know what I mean? Uh, so you're so kind to bring uh, some sh- some tickets yeah. to talk about some shows that you've been to. Yeah, I brought over, for those that remember Gentleman of the Road, they stopped in Guthrie, Oklahoma, of all places, in 2013, which is a really cool concept to go to, like, really small cities and, and, and do shows there. I kept the little, like, passport pamphlet they gave, and I just shoved every important ticket or thing from a concert into it. And so this thing I've had, it has stuff from 2013 to, like, I think as recent as 2019. Jeez. Um, just because I haven't really gone to many events since 2019, just because life and, of course, we were all inside for the last 16 months or whatever. Right. But, um, yeah, it, it's. I was looking back through this earlier and it's like, man, I've done a lot of cool shows. I've been in a lot of cool places and stuff. And no show to a couple cool events as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> well that's why I like talking about stuff like this because there'll be some times where, like, I've been to a show and then I forget that I even went and saw it. Right, and I'm right. Like, How did I even forget that I had been to this? Like that's so crazy. Right. So I'm the person when I go to live events now. I try to not use my phone when I'm there. I want to be just, present. Yeah, be present and enjoy yeah. like being there. I might try to get like a couple photos at the beginning of a set or maybe in the middle of a set, but I won't have my phone. It's always in my hand. Like right. Some people do. That so shit is corny to me. It, it really is, and yeah. like some, it takes away from the experience because like, I forgot what show I went to. Um, but it's like you start looking up and you try to look at the artist, depending on how like the venue set up, and you're just looking through like five hundred people's phones to like yeah. look at the stage. You're like, Well, this is kinda whack. This isn't what I was signed up to do. Just a sea of like light. All right, all right. Get like, your dang, photos dude. in the beginning. Like I do the rule that they give photographers at shows. You have your first three songs and then you're done. That's right. it. That's it. Yeah. I'll get like three photos or so, like in the beginning. I'm done. I want to enjoy the rest of the set for that. That's kind of how I am. Or if, like, it's a specific song that I like, I'll, like, well, let me get maybe a short video of, like, the chorus or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If anything. Usually I just, I don't even, I've gotten to the end of the night, and I'm like, fuck, I didn't even take any pictures. Right, right. And, like, I'm more okay with that now. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so you got a bunch here. I I think it'd be, what, uh, you want me to just, like, randomly pull one out and like you could talk about it uh well some of these aren't actually concerts oh, so, oh yeah you're talking about yeah, yeah. all kinds of different yeah like i have some like wrestling events that i went to uh monday night raw 2019 before raw got really bad ring of honor 2017 <laughs> before bullet club ruined uh ring of honor um i have this center of the universe festival which i think was the last no it was 2014 i think oh, yeah, it was so. one of the last few ones though but i didn't go to it um, I bought it, got the pass, and said, eh, I'm good. Um, one cool thing here, uh, I have a set list from, uh, oh, why am I blanking on the name now? Why am I blanking on the name now? Oh, my gosh. It was Tulsa 2000, 2015. It was my 21st birthday. Uh, the Head in the Heart. Head in the Heart. Oh, at, man, at Kings. that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I almost didn't go to that show because my mom drove up that weekend because I'm from the Dallas area. Wow. Should have known that was Rivers and Roads right there. Yeah, my mom came up and was like, didn't want me to That's go to awesome. the show, and I was like, mom, like I'm, I'm an adult, like it's not a big deal. I'm Don't not even driving. Lie. Yeah, and so I ended up riding with my friends up to the show. My friends, I mean, one of my good friends, and then two of her friends, and um, I ran into my roommate, my former roommate there. They bought me a, my, a beer. Uh, a guy in the crowd that was being rude found out it was my birthday. Went and bought me a beer. Never came back. So shout out to the rude guy. Never coming back. Wow. Um, <laughs> and so. But anyway, how I got the set list is I walked in the show at the very beginning, 
like I was talking to this bouncer. I was like, hey, man, um, just so you know, like, today's my birthday, and I really don't do this, but I really like to collect set list. So if there's a chance there's, like, an extra one in the night, if you can grab me one or whatever, that'd be cool. He's like, all right, uh, I'll see what I can do. Just just find me after the show. I was like, all right, whatever. So a four-hour show goes by. Mind you, at one point, I think it was Raylan Baxter. Uh, I think that's his name. He he was, like, the opener before Head and Heart came on. He asked, who's got a birthday in the house? And me, when I'm out, I don't like to say it's my birthday out loud right. in public settings. You don't want to be that man. guy. I don't want to be that guy. But my friends and roommate all pointed towards me. And then on the other side of the room, there's this one girl that it was her birthday as well. And he was like, oh, happy birthday to you, girl. I was like, oh, it's your birthday? I was like, yeah. I was like, you're kind of ugly, bro. I was like, damn. I got roasted on my own birthday. Wow. Um, at the end of the Should show. Be like, that's not what your mom said. <laughs> I was a little under the influence. Oh, yeah. In the moment, it's hard to think of shit like that. Yeah, yeah. But after the show, I ran into him, and he said, oh, bro, I was just kidding. And then we took a photo on my old phone. Um, But I found the bouncer, and he pulled this out of his back pocket and handed it to me. Wow, what a real one. So I have that set list from Head and the Heart. That's uh, sick. Kane's 2014. Well, I got the date. Yeah, October 5th, 2014. 2014, yep. You got the date on there and everything. Yep. So that that was a cool day. That's awesome, dude. What a great, like, experience. I love shit like that where you're like, such a random, quirky shit that happened. Like, right, right. Yeah, this guy called me ugly in front of the entire concert. <laughs> and, like, I'm, I brought the moment up uh, last year for my birthday, or earlier this year, because I found this. And, like, I posted it and, like, tagged my friend. Like, oh, my God, I remember we called you ugly. He's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Getting called ugly on my 21st birthday. Oh, Let's no, go. I forgot that that happened. Right, right. <laughs> Try to play it off. Right. It's like, <laughs> I would try to put it in the past. I'm a bigger person. I put that in my rear view. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, nah, I'm petty though. I, I hold on to that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie Betty. Yeah. This gentleman that wrote things pretty cool. Yeah, that this was a, like uh pam or what is it? It's like a passport. Yeah, so the point of the weekend was you're supposed to which this was two thousand thirteen, September sixth through seventh, like the month before my birthday. Oh, right actually. on. Um the point of that show was you're supposed to go around and collect these stamps. And like if you get all these stamps, you can go to like a certain location and like get a certain thing. And there's also, like, a secret stamp thing. This past book is, like, a stamp book. It has, like, the lineup. It has, like, oh, get a stamp for, like, who's playing. So, like, Edward Sharp, Magnetic Zeros. Um, I forgot that band name, but Mumford & Sons, High End, The Vaccine, Alvin Shakes, Half Moon Run, Willie Mason. Um, and then there's the other stamps where you go to different locations. Um, there was also some secret stamps where if you got a secret stamp, you got invited to go to, like, certain events or whatever. Um, my friend who did not have her passbook got separated from us for like four hours at the show. She got a secret stamp, but got it on her hand. So you can't do anything with it. That secret stamp would have allowed us to like go backstage and hang out with Muffin and Sons. No like way. One thing. Yep. What? Yep. She's like, yeah, we could have done this. I'm like, you're the worst. Don't tell me that. Don't tell me I would have never said anything like. Now that was seven years ago, eight years ago now, which some of the details might be a little, a little like hazy now. Yeah, yeah. I've slept since then. I've had, I've had some good drinks since then, you know. But it was like a stint where we got to like hang out and meet them, no, which at the time would have been major because that's when they were like, huge. Um, ever since that event, I've never listened to my first. Wow, <laughs> they got canceled anyway. They really well, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, like one of the dudes, was one like, of the dudes was like a Tory, and then supports that one dude that was like super right wing, and everyone's like, nah, right, fam, you yeah. gotta. Got to bounce with that. <laughs> Got to bounce. Uh, but, yeah, that was a sick show. And then um, that was a good weekend. This that thing was is a- sick, dude. We're going to have to get some pictures up for, sh- for sure for the uh, for the episode. I'm still surprised I have this, like, old uh, dirty bracelet? bracelet. Yeah, I washed it after. Uh, ODB. 
Yeah, yeah. Old dirty bracelet. Old dirty bracelet. This like stopover car still like. Oh, does that's cool. The thing. Well, uh, really cool. 3D joint. Yeah. Um, have a Mac Miller ticket in here from that show. Wow, that's, that was a wild ass week. That would have been great to see him. He said that it was uh, Vince Staples was with him. No, so Vince Staples. I saw him at uh that that was before Vince Staples blew up. I saw this was like 2015 where I saw Run the Jewels. I went to ACL, then I came back, and a week later or two weeks later, I saw Mac Miller. So I saw Vince Staples at ACL like the week before I saw him. Two weeks before I saw Mac Miller, and that was like right when he was getting big. It it was like it was it was a weird time because Mac is probably at his peak, about to even go higher. And then Vince Staples, is just like, he just dropped that double album. The double album was fire. And, like, it, it was going crazy, and he was blowing up and getting bigger and bigger. But he was still, like, an opener for a lot of people. Right. Um, and so, like, what I didn't realize is that at the time, when I saw Vince, that Mac Miller was, was helped him put his first mixtape out. Wow. And so I was like, oh, man, like, this is, like, I don't know. Some people probably think this is lame, but I was like, oh, man, I had no idea that Mac, one of my favorite artists for this time period, Help put this guy out, who's one of my new favorite artists, blah, 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 this. And so that was, like, a cool time period because in a span of two weeks, I went to, like, it was, it was like, a very long, long two weeks of just going to show, to show, to show, to show. Because I started off going to Tulsa to go see RTJ. The next day, I drove down to Dallas to visit my family. Then I drove to Austin to go to ACL. I came back, had, like, two days rest, and then I went to another show. And then I had, like, a week off, and then I went to the Mac Miller show. Man, yeah. It was a stretch uh, of, like, shows. I was burnt out from concerts after that week. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, took, like, three months off. I was like, I'm done, man. I'm done. <laughs> I'm good for a minute. But, no, it was cool because I have photos and videos of that performance, and I get that performance now has a little bit more weight and meaning um, just because, I mean, he passed away, sadly. And the anniversary of his passing was recently, if I'm not mistaken, too. But, um... He was somebody that was I kind of grew up with. We're only like a, a year apart in age, but he blew up in like 2010 when I was a junior going to my senior year of high school. And so I followed their career all the way up until the end. And I've never had the opportunity to do that. And so that experience is just very surreal how I got to see him in 2015. Like I'm like an adult now and he's like blown up in his career and then, boom, it's over a couple of years later. It's like, yeah, I don't know. It just has more weight now, like, looking at those photos and videos. So, I don't know if that got really dark or weird, but I got weird relations and stuff like that, that's I guess. Just, that's just life, man. Yeah. I mean, that's the way it goes. It's not – sometimes it's up, sometimes it's down. Yeah. And you just It's just sad when you don't know what someone's dealing with. Exactly. Exactly. And this, it was just – and that happened, I think I was at work when, like, it got announced. And it was just really weird because everybody in the room at the time, we were all about the same age. And so we were all pretty big Mac Miller fans. And then I knew it was real when I got a text from my friend. He's like, yo, Mac Miller just passed away. I was like, yo, what? And the first thing that I went to was, like, go back and look at those photos and videos I had from that show. Because I was my roommate at the time, my old roommate at the time. Uh, like, we went to that show together. And I was like, damn. That was, like, the last time I hung out with him, like, for a good bit, too. So... Just weird connections and relations to shows and stuff like that. That's the, you got me, you got me going in my like hamster wheel this week trying to think <laughs> of all this stuff. <laughs> no, I mean I think it's just fun to reminisce about some of these things, you know. Especially now, like you're saying, last sixteen months really haven't been able to do anything. I yeah. don't know. I've been to like a major show since you know COVID happened. 
been to a couple small shows, but it's just been an interesting time. But I think it is nice to reflect sometimes and just be like, man, you know what? I got to go to that thing, and that was really cool. Yeah, yeah. In that Mac Miller show, The Diamond. And the more was that the diamond? The diamond. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. Like the more I think about it, the diamond is a venue where looking at it from the outside, it's like, man, this place looks like it sucks. Then there's so much history in that. They got place. Show, it's the diamond in the rough, literally. Literally, it is bullet holes in the windows and all. Uh, I've seen, I've seen a ton of shows there, though. You're right. Like everyone that I ever wanted to see, like when I was in high school, I would say like ninety percent of the bands that I wanted to see played the diamond if they're in Oklahoma City. Yeah. It, it, at the time, it was the the best venue we had. Like, I'm not from here, so I've only been going to the Diamond since 2011. All right. But, on. like, 2011, the Diamond was the venue that people would go to because it had the most space, had the most accommodations. But now we have Criterion, we have Tower now, um, and all the other spots. And, like, they're cool and all, but I don't know. Something about going to the Diamond, it's like, this place just, like, it, it feels rich yeah. when I walk in here. It's got history, for it's sure. It's got some. It's Garth got, Brooks just played there. Like, it's crazy. Right. It's it's like the cast iron skillet. It's got all that seasoning built up <laughs> in it. And you just go in there like, oh, man, this is weird, but it hits. That's it's, a great uh, great analogy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, what yeah, else you got here? Uh, um, My ACL 2015, which I kind of just briefly talked about. I wanted to go to ACL. I had a couple friends just go uh, different weekends. They, uh, they all went different weekends. I would love to go. I went solo this time uh, because of some circumstances that happened. I would love to go with a group of friends for a change to see what it's like. Because I've gone to going to a festival by yourself is cool until you like want to do stuff with a, like at night and there's nobody to hang out yeah, with. Yeah, I just go by myself. I guess they get dinner. Right, right, right. And you just kind of you feel like a loner and like. It, it takes away from the experience. Festivals are meant to be experienced with people. Is yeah, what I like learned. communal. Yeah, and so it was cool to go because I did get to meet with some friends I hadn't seen in a very long time, and I saw Drake there. I'm not even a Drake fan. Wow, that's cool. But it was his last show of 2015, and it was a damn good show. It was the peak of the Drake Meat Mill beef, too. Oh, right. And so it was really funny when Drake was, like, about to come out, like, 10 minutes before, you hear all these kids start yelling, fuck Meat Mill. Fuck wow, me, no. and I'm just like, yo, it's wild. <laughs> but um, the group think, yeah, he brought out J Cole for like three songs, and wow. J Cole was in D.C. earlier that day for the Million Man March, and he flew into Austin to do that. Um, it was OU Texas weekend, and I believe Texas won. Wow, and somebody announced the score, and just everybody in there went crazy. Like I was like, I don't feel safe anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even an OU fan, but I'm, I'm I don't feel safe anymore. Yeah, I'm from Texas. I'm with you. <laughs> but yeah, that was a cool thing. But it taught me that like festivals are meant to be experienced with people. Um, I have family out there, so I did get to stay at family, which is cool. Oh, that's but right. It's like, man, I'd much rather be here with my friends, just doing delinquent, degenerate yeah. shit, doing hood rat shit. Yeah. Is it 4 a.m. yet? All right, cool. We can stay up. Let's go. Yeah. I uh, yeah, I've, I've never been to like a. I've never been to a festival. So I was just like had qualms with it like man i don't know if i would like it or i don't know yeah i just need to go to one one day and just um just experience it for myself my friend i have a couple friends but my friend michelle comes to mind she she goes to acl every year yeah it's affordable when you think about it because like, at least when i went and most of my friends have gone like a weekend pass costs you between 250 and 350 for just ga that's not that bad and i mean so, you get all those shows right 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 and unless you're trying to, like, I'm, I'm getting to the point now where when I, by the time I turn 30 in the next two years, 
if I can't buy like a VIP thing, I'm probably not going to go anymore just because I am starting to be like, man, it's nice to not be surrounded by 25 yeah. teenagers anymore. <laughs> or, oh man, I'd like to have a seat right now. I've been standing for the last eight hours doing this. Yeah. But knees aren't what they used to be. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh man. Did you have any, um, any like, conflicts of bands where you're like oh shit they're playing the same time as someone else i want to see yes um so i hear that happens a lot yeah so tame impala this is 2015 tame impala so uh what was, was it loner lonerism wasn't the big album or uh movements movements whatever the album was in 2015 i forgot what it's called forgive me for being a bad tame impala fan people <laughs> out there and then future playing at the same time wow across the heart from the park i was like all right I was already in the vicinity for future because I was I saw somebody else perform. I was like, all right, I'm just gonna like pop into this future show and then walk over and catch catch Tame Impala. Uh, that didn't work as planned. I got shoved into the middle because the people came from behind and we kept walking forward. Right, future was then 35 minutes late to his 45 hour long set. Performed three complete songs. The rest were just tidbits. Wow. And then dipped early. He left early. Pissed. I was pissed. Because I tried to leave and race across the park to catch Team Impala. And by the time I got over there, they just, like, had their sign off, essentially. Uh. I was like, damn, you hate to see it. You, you truly hate you to see it. You didn't get to see either one of them, really. And, like. That breaks my heart. Like, I saw a future, but it's like, I know future's going to be way better in either a stadium or, like, a club like or not, an enclosed environment. Like, not a festival. Not a festival. Right. Not a festival. Team Impala is, like. Especially those artists from overseas, it's so they're so rare they come to the U.S. to play because it's so expensive for them. Right. And so I was like, damn, I missed this opportunity. ACL, like a festival like that, you do see a lot of, like at this last ACL, I think it was like a good, it's always like, it seems like a good mix for that show specifically because it was like George Strait and yeah, yeah, Duran right. Duran, but then like Billie Eilish and Olivia Rodrigo, like, god damn. Yeah, they got to hit all, all the over points. the place. You got yeah. to. Miley gotta, Cyrus was there. Got to get the boomers and the zoomers in the one place. <laughs> you know, we got to have our boomer zoomer relations. And that's where that at music festivals yeah. in Austin, Texas. That's the, the <laughs> Venn diagram <laughs> crossover. We'll put down our arms and memes on Twitter for one weekend, and that's it. <laughs> it's a ceasefire. Exactly. That's funny, man. Oh, I'm trying to think of other shows. Say you got a bunch. Of, yeah, I don't you know. saved a bunch of of uh, tickets, and I wonder, like during doing this series, how many people are going to actually have like physical tickets anymore? You know, am I the first one that has physical tickets? You're the first person nice. to kick off the series. Oh, so you're shit. the first person I've talked to. That's the Mac Miller one. Wow, this is awesome, Mac Miller Diamond Ballroom. That's fucking crazy. I gotta get a picture of this. Yeah, that's insane. It's wild because like it's just. And, like, Diamond's not, like, a ter- like a bad thing at all. This was a cool show. Local Natives, October 7th. Oh, dude, I saw Local Natives. They opened for Kings of Leon. Yeah, okay. So, I saw them, and the fun part about seeing them was I had no idea of the other bands that were playing before them. And the way I found Local Natives is, do you remember, like, Google did this random, like, playlist of, the, like, the week of new artists? I found them through that. Really? And I, like, started listening to them. They got randomly that. featured on it? Yep. I started listening to them there, and I was like, I'm going to go to this, this show. And um, um, Wild Nothing opened up for them. Oh, okay. And, like, I had no idea who they are. And the thing is, when they went on stage, they didn't introduce themselves at all. They just started playing. Then at the end, they said, oh, thank God for coming out. We're Wild Nothing. Uh, get ready for Local Natives. And just dipped. Dang. <laughs> just dipped. 
And um, that was a cool show because I went with one of my friends, and he was like, we're still really good friends to this day. But it was the first time that I had gone to see a a band a band at Diamond, and not a, like a rap show. Oh, gotcha. so that was a cool experience. It was a lot of fun. Um, I got a vinyl from there too, because that was two days after my birthday. Um, so you got the Lumineers there. Lumineers, cool moment when they walked in the crowd and like played. But after that show, like, like similar to um, Mumford, I just kind of stopped listening to Lumineers. Oh, it had like a handful <laughs> of songs I like. Like it, it was a cool thing, and like oh, this is at the the air park one. Yeah, rest in peace, the air park. Yeah, that was a. Cool I never sp- got to go to a show. You never there. got to go. Oh, no. it was a cool venue. Uh, I know a lot of people jumped the fence and snuck in, but like it was really cool because it had all the space you needed, and there was nobody there, so you could stay up. You could like be out till like past midnight with no noise or anything. It could be no problem. And, you know, shout out to the Wheeler District now, but it's like, damn, that could have been such a cool venue yeah. for festivals and stuff. I know they had an EDM festival there, like, right before, like, all got, uh, got turned to the Wheeler District. But, yeah, the airport was a sick place. I it's, saw, it looked cool. There always had some good shows there where I was like, oh, I kind of want to go out to that, but just, like, never make it, you know? Yeah. The last show I saw there, I believe, was Foster the People, um, Fist in the Tantrums, Mitski, and, like, one other person that played – that was like a really sick show. That sounds tight. Yeah. And that was that was like the last show at the airport, and then years later it got turned into what's now is not affordable housing yeah. for people like me. It got me. gentrified. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird because I know a couple of people that live there. I think I, I know I know at least one. My uh, my wife's best friend, her sister lives there, and she just went to a, like a baby shower there or something. But I'm like, I don't know. It's kind of cringe to me. I'm like, dude, he's freaking. Gentrify his house looking. Um, Same year, this ticket. Like New York suburb yeah. type thing. Like, that's the kind of vibe. I'm like, that's cool, but I'm also like, eh. eh there, there are other things. Who is this for? Yeah. Really? This ticket here is from a New Orleans New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival. Wow. It's like a receipt. Yeah. Mom, it feels like, like the paper feels like a receipt. My mom and my aunt typically goes over here because she's from New Orleans. And then uh, my mom's from there, too. So we, we go when we can. But I saw Bruce Springsteen there. What the fuck? Yeah. That's crazy. I saw Bruce Springsteen there. He puts on a show. Yeah. He really does. I was like, wow, I know these songs. And I've never really listened to Springsteen on purpose before. But that's cool. Jazz and Heritage Fest. Yeah. It's that's all cool, crumpled dude. up. But I know. I was trying to read. It's all, like, faded. Yeah. <laughs> Glad I kept it though. Dude, that's cool. Springsteen. That's uh he did a cool like a uh, on Broadway net on this net this Netflix special. Mm. It's really interesting. He did like a live Broadway show of him just like playing through different songs and like telling stories about writing music, you know. Isn't it him and Obama have a podcast together or something like what that? What the fuck? I think it's I think it's him and Obama have a podcast. That sounds insane. And I think it's a Spotify exclusive. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure it's him and Obama <laughs> on a podcast. <laughs> Now I'm not, I'm not saying uh, can you talk about weed on here? Yeah. Okay. I am gonna say this. I would love to smoke a bowl with President Obama or do an <laughs> edible with him and just talk about the crazy things that he's done in his lifetime. Because you know these people that are uh, like someone like him that's really into music and culture like that. You know he's gone to some crazy wild parties and shows, being who he is now. So I'd love to see it. Yeah, that was cool. Whenever he would put out his like playlist and then like. Chance the Rapper and shit on there? Yep. Like, that's awesome, dude. Speaking of Chance the Rapper, that's what this ticket's from. Chance oh, the Rapper wow. would be okay. 
That was a. That's awesome. This one's weathered. Yeah, there's some stuff that I can't talk about that happened at that show. Wow. But because of <laughs> other people, which if you're listening to this and you know who you are, hey. I, I didn't narc. I didn't narc, yeah. <laughs> um, but my friend, my old coworker at the time, uh, his dad, like one of the big radio personalities here for sports radio, I believe, and he had four tickets to that. And so hey, that's awesome. I uh, I got a ticket that day. Actually, I got a sinus infection like the day before, no. and I felt like shit, right? Shit. And so I went to work, and I was like, all right, if I can get through work and go to the concert, I was like, man, I feel kind of like awful. And so I was at work for like two hours, and I just left work, went to the doctor, got a steroid shot, went back to my place. It's like, all right, y'all, let's go to Tulsa. And drove to Tulsa that wow. night for that show. Dude, that's dedication. <laughs> I don't work at that job anymore, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I went to work the next day. Shit. I did. Dude, that's insane. I did. That concert replenished my soul. It was a cool show. Who was, uh, who played it? Um. Ooh, I... I honestly couldn't tell you who opened up for him. Um, it was, it was nobody notable. I can I I specifically remember that because it with openers. If it's somebody that either I didn't know and I liked, I remember their name like with Wild Nothing, but with this I forgot who it was. And it just never stuck, and I never went back to, like, look at old photos and videos of never, it. Never, like, bothered to look it up again later? Yeah. That was Peak Chance. That was Coloring Book. So that's when oh, he was wow. getting his, getting all of his money. Yeah. You know, Mr. Independent right there. Um, man. They ain't got no label. No label. That is pretty, that is another testament to, like, how music is consumed and uh, how people are, like, popping off now yeah i mean it's just completely different than you know you have to be put out a demo and hope you get picked up by a major label now it's like the access is completely different now yeah all the labels are basically there for distribution at this point like that's really what it's for like hey i want you to get this over in you know europe all right we got you yeah um and so like i have some friends that are into music they have their own thing and they're all independent and they're doing just fine it's so cool now because, and especially like a lot of the older people, like who is it? Like like somebody I think just got the rights to their songs. I think it might have been like, it might have been Anita Baker. Like just got the rights to her songs, wow. like her masters and stuff. Like imagine being seventy years old and never owning your own music, and not necessarily getting the bigger check that you could be getting, getting these billions of plays on Spotify and Apple Music and other services every month. You know. That's what, are you watching, you're not watching the Wu-Tang American Story, are you? It is on my list to start after okay. I finish uh, Res Dogs. Oh, shit, Res Dogs yeah, was awesome. Yeah. This, is, uh, this is all history anyway, but, so it's not really a spoiler, but they talk about how um, RZA made a lot of the business decisions, mm. and one of the small things uh, in the series that happens is um, he helps, ODB is his cousin, and he helps him sign a deal where he makes sure that he gets his music good he he, good. he retains the rights to his music it's interesting how they build it into the show and like how you find out about how it like it all happens yeah and that's like i'll leave that for you to watch but excellent that, it's it's i mean everybody knows that's history in, in another life i'm a, i'm a manager for artists somewhere i'm helping them get their dollar like a and r or something oh i would i would love to be an a and r just because like there's I don't. I haven't done anything too notable in my career. I would say. I say my current job is pretty cool, but like I haven't done anything that's like broken the ceiling for me yet. Right, I, yeah. I'd say, 
if I could just make sure that these young kids don't get screwed over by these money hungry labels and X, Y, and Z, that's a win for me. Yeah, know? that would be cool. So, yeah, um, like looking out for the little guy. Yeah, yeah. Cause I had some friends that got taken advantage of by a label at one point. I'm not gonna put their business out there, but like it sucked. It put them in a bind. Or like, for a yeah, bit. you just you work and you think this is like the next thing you're supposed to do, and then you do, and then it's ends up not being good for your career. Yeah, and it's you hear about it and it's sad because it's just a bummer. I just I really have such respect for people like talented people like that. Yeah. And when some bullshit thing comes in and tries to like monetize it and like takes the heart out of it, I'm like, man, yeah, it sucks. Like, I, I'm also a proponent of cashing in while you can. Yeah. So if you can do it without damaging the brand, do it. But like you said, is when the labels come in and make it to where it's not just their thing anymore; it's the labels' thing. Yeah, and then all this other stuff. Uh, I have I have theories and conspiracy theories about the music industry now Dude, that I'd, I'd love to like share, but this is not the place for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just like, yeah, you they do the thing that they do instead of just letting the artist be the artist. They come in, fuck the whole thing up, and it's like. Dude, like you know the business side of it. Do the business side of it. Leave the artistry to the artist. Like, yeah, there's a reason they got here before yes. they got to you. Exactly. Like you are here to just help with specific things now. Like that when you watch that uh, series, it is pretty cool to see them interact with the labels and the decisions that Rizzo was making with his brother and stuff. It's like, oh wow, I didn't. You know, you hear about it, or like you may even like have read or like like heard interviews with them about it but it's cool to see like oh okay that's kind of which you know some of it's like sensationalized but yeah. for the most part you're like oh i didn't realize that's how that happened yeah like uh you've seen shadow compton right yeah like i didn't know that the label that had nwa also had the california raisins yeah and when i like saw that i was like what <laughs> and he's like yeah they're they're two big stars the california raisins and nwa I was like excuse me <laughs> that is so funny hey they're both winners both winners I think they still have holdings in some, or, or, or that label's defunct. But I also found out, like, a toy company owns a label recently. Which one? Uh, I don't remember. I don't know if it was Hasbro or what, but I think, like, a like toy company owns a music label that has a somewhat decent-sized artist on there. Huh. And I just can't remember what it was. I saw it on Twitter. That's I didn't funny. verify it because I was like, eh, I'll look into this later and just <laughs> lost the tweet. I'll verify that later. I'll verify it later. Vet your sources, vet your tweets, people. Yes. Don't take that shit as gospel. Exactly. I've been a liking fool as of late because I'll be like, oh, I'll find that later. And I never remember who what the account was, but I've been liking everything if I'm like, I got to remember that. Yep. So then I can go back and look at my likes. That's 100% what my likes are for nowadays. Dude. I just, I've traps. fucked myself too many times <laughs> and been like, God damn it. I thought I was going to remember that. And then I don't. And I'm like super pissed. I can't find that thing again. Like, damn it. I like how I just snuck in the thirst traps part in and you didn't notice it. Oh, I didn't. That's funny. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. Uh, There was a point where I just could not open Twitter around, like, people in public because I wasn't sure if it was going to be, like, something cool, music, or nerdy, or my friend retweeted porn again. Jesus. God, man. People that do that on their account, I'm like, God, what are you doing? Make a burner so I know not to follow it. Yeah. Like, do something. If, if you're somebody that you know somebody who works in a professional setting or something like that, have a burner account or put it on private or something because your friends that work in public don't want to open yeah. up Twitter and see anime titties everywhere. Jesus. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. That shit is crazy for sure. And I'm like, what? 
There's been people that are like um, that I went to high school with that have like had a normal Instagram, and then they can like I just, I'm thinking of one person specifically. They like converted like overnight. They converted their Instagram to like an OnlyFans. Oh like, God! Like a go there to find my OnlyFans kind of thing. They're cashing in. And I'm like, what the fuck? They're cashing in. My like, wife's like, what the fuck are you looking at? Bro? I'm like, listen, I don't control what they post. I'm just here. It wasn't like this yesterday. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> For real, I'm like, wow. Yeah, they're just like you said. They're just taking advantage of like that gotta situation do they're in. You gotta do it. I I I, Listen, I I subscribed. I I I supported small business. Exactly. I I <laughs> I will never fault somebody for getting the bag by any means necessary. If it includes taking advantage of nerds that like to look at certain things, by all means, do it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking do it. Listen, anybody, if they're given the choice to make money or not make money, they would want to make money. Number one rule in life: secure the bag. Yes, secure that bag. Secureth the baggeth. The eleventh bag. commandment. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put that on my on a business card. <laughs> oh man, do you got any other uh, shows you want to talk about? Um, I maybe probably, like talk about one or two more. I probably don't have them in here. I have I have a list on my phone. Oh yeah, you told me stuff. that's smart too. Like you've been yeah. keeping them on your phone to keep track of them. No, that's cool, man. Yeah, I uh, any more like people have been reaching out to do this series. They've been like, dude, I don't. Keep, <laughs> really? I don't keep physical tickets anywhere. I'm like, really? Like, I have all mine on a. Uh, my wife, I got home one day and she had like surprised me and like put all my um, concert tickets on this like um, cork board. Nice. I was like, oh, this is cool. It's like a thing I, I hung up in my room. Like, oh, that's tight. I've seen the head and the heart twice, apparently. Oh, really? I don't, I don't remember seeing them the first time. I just remember the second time on my birthday. Weird. Um,. I would say the Run the Jewel show that I shot in 2018 was really cool. Uh, that was sick because I talked to Killer Mike, and Killer Mike hooked me up with the pass to shoot it. What? Yeah. You shot it? Yeah, I did. And the I tried to get the photos to them. I don't know. To this day, I still don't know if they ever got them because I sent them <laughs> the link to it. Right. And I just never heard back. But um, I shot. It was basically it was him, RTJ, Cuz, and then Denzel Curry. Was oh, yeah, nice. Beforehand. So the show lineup was JB, Cuz, and then Denzel, then RTJ. Seeing Denzel Curry live and taking some photos of him was probably one of the coolest things in my life. Like, I have, like, three or four really, really good ones of him, like, in the crowd. I'm just like, damn, I took that. That's pretty like, cool. Like, I look at him like, damn, I did this. That's awesome, dude. Um, I'm trying to think of any other, like, cool. I haven't seen any, like. Like, I haven't seen, like, a Beyonce or, oh, like, I mean, like a, the, the huge ones. Yeah, like, like a Taylor Swift or anything like that. Like, I'm not really in. like, I respect them and what they do, but that's just not my music. Like, my, yeah. My scene. That's not something you want to go to. Yeah. And, like, what really sucks for, well, stinks in my opinion, like, on my list, I want to see Earth, Wind, and Fire before they stop touring. That's the only thing. I would love to see the Isley Brothers perform before they, like, hang them up for good. It's like some old school shit right there. Yeah, because, like, I, I grew up around, like, you know, when we're little, hanging out with a parent that's playing music that is not age-appropriate at the time, I learned a lot of stuff and things from music that my dad played <laughs> on car trips, all right? And so, like, those things stuck to me. Um, Gap Band, um, Ohio Players, a um, whole bunch of, like, older artists, Maze, Frankie Beverly, stuff like that just, like, stuck with me more than, like, newer stuff. And so a lot of people I want to see my bucket list are, like, people that I'm like, all right, they're almost at the end of their, like, 
touring life, touring right. phases and stuff There's like that. There's only so many times you might be able to catch them. Exactly. And so really just trying to find some of those people. Um, as much as, like, I don't think – I can't believe I'm still saying this. I still want to see Kanye West perform live. Um, I want to see Kendrick perform live as well. I still haven't done that. I've seen Schoolboy Q. That was a cool show. He was at Criterion. That was my first Criterion show, actually. That's awesome. Um, that was a sick show because it was when Crash Talk came out. And, like, oh, man. He was just going crazy. <laughs> it it was like Schoolboy Q, he's one of those people that he he's like a normal ass dude, but he just so happens to be a rapper, like a famous rapper. I know some people that like hang out with him and like work with them. And so like Schoolboy Q will, will stream like Call of Duty Warzone with my friend. And I was like, wow, he's just a regular ass guy. Well, it's just fun. Yeah, we put these people up there, and then they're just regular-ass people. Yeah, and then you go to the show, it's like, oh, this is a great show. It's like, he's just playing Call of Duty like me. All right, cool. <laughs> and so, like, he, he was like a, he's a really good performer, too, and he takes his crap seriously. Um, so that was, that was really cool to watch. And, you know, he just puts out good energy and keeps it up. He doesn't half-ass his performances and shows, which is really cool. Um, that's another thing. I, don't, I, I feel like a lot of artists these days – don't always give it 100% when they perform at shows and stuff. And I get, like, sometimes you have off nights, but sometimes you'll watch something and be like, wow, that doesn't feel like they actually care. Like, they're just here to get a quick paycheck and dip. Um, somebody that I didn't see, but I do remember, 21 Savage, who showed up late, like, four or five years ago, something like that, didn't actually perform at the venue. He just showed up, went on stage, half a song and dipped. Wow. Like I would have demanded my money back. Yeah, like, I saw Amigos, and they were two hours late uh, at Farmer's Market, and it's like, Cool. That's not a, they, they, the show was great. They they still performed like a full set. But I was like, wow, like these people don't respect the people that pay the money to go see shows. Yeah. Um, and it feels like that sometimes when you like with the future thing, like I said earlier, he was late. It's like they don't care or respect our time. They just want to get their money and dip. So, farmers market. There's one, one that I do regret not going to is DMX. Oh. And now it's like, dang it, man, I should have gone to that. Yeah, yeah. That makes me sad to think about, like, man, that sucks. I have a weird question. Do you remember where you were when Michael Jackson died? I think, what year was that? It was, I remember I was in Mexico. (laughs) I was on on a mission trip. I was on a mission trip in Mexico. Really? And it came on the radio. And, like. I honestly don't remember. I I only remember this because it was the first time that a like a death affected people globally, and I wasn't in the states to see it. Shit. Like I wasn't too far away from the border, right? But it's like you would just see vigils and stuff of Michael Jackson, and like people trying to like sell Michael Jackson paraphernalia and stuff like that, and you're just like, wow! Like I said, I'm trying to look it up real quick. You're looking it up. June twenty fifth, two thousand nine. Yeah, yeah. So I would have been say, a senior in high school when that happened. I was about to say like I was, I was like, I know it was like the second time I went to Mexico for a mission trip, and so it was weird seeing just everybody mourning the death of this person of this this legend and I dare say icon. But like that was the first time I realized like how really big music is. Yeah, and so. It transcends everything. Yeah, yeah, Language, barriers, borders, everything. Right, and so that's why, like, I would, like, ever since that day, I need to see X amount of people before, like, I die or they die. Oh, sorry, hit the mic. And so, like, man, like, missing DMX, like, damn. Yeah, that doesn't make me sad. I'm like, dang it, I should have went. Yeah. uh, Like like I said earlier with the Mac Miller shows, like, 
that show and those photos and the memories mean so much more now than they did back then because, like, yeah, I saw him, like, a couple years before his passing and, like, probably one of the few people that are lucky to say that I've seen Mac Miller perform. So, I don't know. I just, I like concerts, like music, and I don't like taking this for granted anymore just because life is short. That's true, man. <laughs> I didn't think it was going to come in some, you know, philosophical conversation, but. That's just how it is, though. I mean, yeah. we have such a, I don't know. There's To me, there's. To people that are real passionate about music, there's such an emotional connection. Yeah. And especially when you get to see them live, it's just, I don't know. To me, it's the closest thing, I think, that can relate to, like, a religious experience. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. wow, this is crazy. I, I get it because you – it does it does drive you to feel emotions and things. Um, I was listening to Donda the other day, and my mom, like, made me listen to gospel music growing up. And then there's two songs back to back. Believe what I say in 24, they come on and I'm damn near in tears, just reminding me of like the time that I was spending like going to certain churches with my family and seeing certain things, experiencing stuff. And it's like, wow, like I didn't. If you would have told me in 2021, the year of our Lord, I'd be crying to a Kanye West song <laughs> that wasn't like "Hey Mama" or something like that. Right. I would be like, you're a liar. <laughs> you're a liar. Um, but yeah, like. I'm I'm excited. Like I want to go to another concert, but there just hasn't been anything locally that I want to go see right yeah, now. Yeah, same. There hasn't been anything that big. I do agree with you on things like, like you mentioned Kanye. There was like some hesitation or trepidation at least yeah. of like, uh, but the fact is that he is like a once in a generation talent. Yeah. Yes. So aside of what you think, if he's stupid for the shit that he's saying, or he's acting crazy whatever, like, whatever other bullshit besides the music is going on. That's fine, but his mark in music is undeniable. Did you get to watch any of the Donda live streams? Mm -mm. I watched, I think, two or three of them. And just seeing what the effort he put into a performance for a not-complete album, he did, like, three or four streams total, and I watched most of them. Seeing how much effort and time he put in just that show and that production for something that wasn't even complete at the time, just think of what will happen when he gets time to put in for his actual tour. Did you see any of his Sunday service videos that got popped up? I did see um, there was a, a a podcast that I listened to, and they have like a video on it, and one of the guys on the show actually got to go to one of the show, yeah. one of the shows live and had pictures and stuff at yeah. it. So it was pretty great. On, up on the hill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Seeing... Just like the amount of this, like the little details he puts into just all of his shows. It's like, I want to experience that because most of the time you're going to go to a show, nobody's going to put that effort into that. You're not going to see somebody go all out and do X, Y, and Z. Oh, um, saw so ASAP Rocky at ACL that year too. He had a, a like candy malt shop theme. Wow. And like did it to a T in every stop he went to. He even had girls come out handing out milkshakes to the crowd. Wow. Like it was insane to see, but like you don't get that detail a lot, that, like uh, a lot of artists nowadays. And so, yeah. To be able to go see somebody who cares and puts in that much of effort, I'll pay the ticket price. But like that's an experience that I will never forget. Um, and so, spend that money on that concert ticket. That's way too expensive. Do that. Oh, yeah. You got to. You get an experience. It's something that transcends, like, I bought this thing and have this token. Yeah. You got to live that thing. And, you know, the, you, it's those moments you wish that your eyes were a camera. 
Yeah, but right. you could keep it forever, like exactly how you saw it. Yeah, because the the pictures and videos are nice, but nothing's gonna come to like that's just about the same. first time. Yeah, it, it's it's an addicting feeling. That's why people keep buying tickets and going. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's like it's to me, it is literally like the religious experience. Yeah, the atmosphere of it all and getting to hear these songs that you've connected with, and then being around other people that you're like. I don't know, something about the human condition that's like, oh, shit. Like, I thought that this song only meant a lot to me. And but this per- it means a lot to this person. This person loves that song, too. Like, Whoa. holy shit. Like, we're experiencing life together. Together. Do you have anybody that you're trying to see, like, soon or like on your bucket list of people you have to see? I was just thinking about that when you were mentioning this. I would love to see Outcast. Oh, my goodness, yes. Um, That's a that's one that's always been on there. And they at one time, they were, like, rumored. I don't know if they ended up playing, but they were going to be playing at the air park Ooh. at one time. I knew a guy that was a promoter there. He used to come into the liquor store that I worked at in Edmond. And he had told me about the, the uh, Lumineers one yeah, before yeah. it happened. And after it happened, he had come back in. I was like, oh, how's that show? And he's like, oh, good. He's like, the next one, the next one we're working on is going to be cool. And he mentioned that it was Outcast. And I was like, are you fucking serious? I, I and would, it never happened. I would honestly, like, give my first child <laughs> to go see like, Outcast perform live. I would love to see. Yeah, I would love to see them. Um, that's probably the top of the list, honestly. That's just, like, such a... That's a they they're dudes that just I could think back to my childhood and like think of songs that I listened to yeah, by them. Yeah. There's stuff someone I've connected with my whole life. Yeah. yeah, like that's crazy to me to think that the from the first time I remember like finding songs my on my own and thinking, oh wow, that song's cool. Like I like that song. Yeah, there's something about the elements of this song coming together that I like that, and then. You know, they're all this time later. It's like their music is still timeless. I can listen to it. Yeah, yeah, like you can listen to it anytime. Yeah. What's your favorite Outcast song? <sighs> I know it's gonna be hard. I really liked AT Aliens. Mm-hmm. Probably AT Aliens. Maybe. Okay. I don't know. Okay. My mine is like probably Church. It's probably like my number okay. one favorite one. And then it's come close to. Um, oh, how did I just forget it? I was just thinking Morris Brown. Oh, okay. Morris Brown's also a really good one. That music video, was, in my opinion, was really good. Also, the Idle the, soundtrack was pretty cool, too. Yeah, I was just going to say <laughs> the freaking um, Killer Mike was on one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Killer Mike always talk like this. It's like the uh, the Cookie Monster or yeah. something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Jesus. That would probably, I don't know, I put on to, to be put on the spot, that's the one I can think of. Like, yeah. man, I would love to see them. What about yeah. you? Uh, I think right now the the I think Kanye is probably the top of my list right now. Right. Um, just because some of my friends went and saw the Donda showings, uh, the stadiums and whatnot, and they said it was beautiful. And so I I missed him on every tour because I was underage, and then I missed some of his bigger ones because I was just broke. And so now I was like, okay, I have the money now. Just Tell me when and where, and just take <laughs> my money so I can go see you perform. Right. Um, That's then, a good one. I think it's gonna be weird, but he's not—he's not nearly as big. But I want to see Mac DeMarco live, dude. I feel like that'd That's be a crazy. fun show. He played like the Jazz Lab a few years ago. Really? Yeah, my buddy Robbie—he oh. went. I have to ask him how that was because 
he's just an interesting guy. Like he's a goofball. I've been kind of into like that, um, like lo-fi, mm. like indie type of genres of late. Mac DeMarco is cool, and then shit like Rex Orange County. Yeah, stuff like yeah, that. yeah. There's a guy that I listen to now. His name's Far Caspian. Okay, it's a dude from London. He's a singer songwriter from England. And man, his he just dropped his like debut album, and um, it's really tight. Like I need to maybe link to that or something. Actually, you know what? We'll put together a playlist based on the let's do the it. shows you talked about. Let's do it, and maybe I could throw <laughs> one of that Far Caspian songs into there. Let's get it. But yeah, man. Well, I appreciate you taking the time, Jeff. Man, why don't you tell people where they can follow you, follow uh, your podcast, all that stuff? Yeah, you can find me on pretty much every social platform. At Fogi, F-O-G-I underscore bear. Yes, bears and the animal. Um, I have a TikTok that I don't really use, but that's Cloutlaw Star, which is just the mock of Outlaw Star, but with a C. Cause Love Clout. it. Um, find the podcast, Operation Gundam History, on both Spotify, Apple Podcasts, episodes every other Friday. That's right, every other Friday, because right now I'm watching three episodes, talking about them, recording and editing, boom, putting clips in, all that good stuff. Take some time. And I'm a busy human being. Um, so yeah, that's where you can find me in the podcast. Come through, kick it, hang out. <laughs> Are you still streaming on, on still Twitch? streaming Twitch, Foggy Bear as well? Um, come on through. If I get 100 subs pretty soon, I'm gonna do a maid outfit stream. That's right, oh, I'll what? wear a maid outfit on that stream. That is very funny. So, uh, you'll come yeah. through. We'll see this giant black man in a maid <laughs> costume. So, there you go. God damn I know it. it just blew a lot of people's minds like, oh, this person's voice is black. What, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've got him a whole life. It's all good. It's all good. Peek behind the curtain. <laughs> That's that Shyamalan twist. <laughs> he was black the whole time. <laughs> what was it? Oh, oh, um, there's a clip that went around recently from GTA 5. There's a mission that, he, like, it's so hard to fail the mission, but you're playing as Franklin, who's the black guy in the game. He break into this house, and he gets caught, and like, oh, oh, he's black. Oh, <laughs> like, I just lost it. Because, <laughs> like, this Beverly Hills house, and just say, like, God. I expected this. Yep, this the is what Ch I needed. The Chappelle talking about, hey, hey, he doesn't call the cop. Oh, he's still here. <laughs> God. Get canceled for this shit. Oh man, nah, that's funny, man. Um, uh, as always, guys, you can follow us on social media at Tunes Tunes Podcast T U N E S slash T O O N S. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts. Bye bye.